0: Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today, we have Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you this morning. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you this morning? Good. Are there any problems <laughs> left that we have to deal with? No, we're free and clear. Any new ones? <laughs> My
1: garden is a problem because I don't have one. <laughs> Uh-oh.
0: Well, good. Uh, so... We'd like to uh, always look for the better and we will have a poll today. It yeah. sure. says some people are moving in our direction. Sometimes the polls are doing better than what the government's doing. They don't read the polls. Yeah. They try to cover up on the polls where the people are waking up. But we're going to talk about a sort of a messy, sad situation. And even though it's not supposed to be involving us, it very much have, And who knows? Somewhere along the way, we might have contributed to this one. And that is, uh, there was a so-called whistleblower uh, that uh, that got, got involved in, uh, you, you know, the, the death of a Russian yeah. prisoner, that, yeah. and that was Alexei Navalny. Yeah. And he's been around a bit, but you know, up until now, I sort of. You know, just accepted in a very superficial way, you know, he spoke out against the dictator. You're not supposed to do that. and then uh, when I started thinking about that, he uh, he was known but not that well known, and there's controversy on his really current and past history on how dangerous he was to Putin and then I got to thinking well putin Putin has over the years proven that. He has some non-libertarian views, but but I tell you what, he hasn't proven to me that he's the dumbest guy in the field yeah. of running countries, and uh, and for him to participate in in this uh, assassination because he said bad things about Putin uh, is a, a little bit of stretch, and I think, uh, but it, but it looks like. Maybe somebody's benefiting about it. And that was my first question. Who benefits? Whose benefit? Why did he die? Who did this? Did Putin kill him to enhance his power in Russia? And I got to thinking, I don't think he's that dumb. <laughs> but that's just an opinion because I don't have any idea. But anyway, the argument is up there uh, for exactly why he, he, he did this. But there are some people who benefit. To me, and uh, the the reaction, the immediate reaction was, there it proves it. It proves that we have to help help the Ukrainians. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no other evidence. Even our president said so. I mean, if you can't believe your president, who are you going to believe in? Yeah, <laughs> big big choice, right? <laughs> so anyway, they. Uh, they, uh, they seem to have benefit, somebody that makes a lot of money off it, maybe gain power, but I just have trouble believing. So I fall back on the solution, what do you think, what do you think? I said, where's the autopsy? I want to see the yeah. autopsy. Uh, and it refreshed my memory about another time I wanted to see the autopsy. And that was back in 1963, uh, during the uh, Kennedy assassination. But there was an autopsy and everybody said, oh yeah, Oswald did it with a single shot and that was it. And it probably 90% of the people for, for a week believed it. Yeah. But it went from uh, uh, 90% believing it to maybe 90% questioning it okay. right now. But so they, they got it out and there were, were some benefits to this for, for somebody and I think uh, I think the conclusion of many was that uh, maybe it had to do with the Vietnam War and uh, some money-making machinery in the military that uh, Kennedy wasn't going along with. But that's that they don't have the concrete evidence of that. But I happen to lean strongly <laughs> in that direction because there's indirect evidence that shows that uh, they were very hostile to Kennedy for that, that particular reason. So this is, uh, this is a, a, a big deal. Now, when the, the autopsy with Kennedy occurred, uh, you know, it happened quickly. But there was controversy the first week. But after the first week, they had to answer. Yeah. Single shot, Oswald did it, boom. And then they had a commission. LBJ puts up the commission, he put Allen Dulles on the commission to make sure it would be run honestly. So they run that through? Yeah, absolutely. One shot from Oswald and that was it. And uh, and the American people uh, gradually became uh, disbelievers, didn't believe in that. And uh, that went on, and there was a lot of talks and a lot of books written immediately, but the one person that got engaged in that was somebody I happened to have known a bit because he was a pathologist, uh, county commissioner, and a uh, well-known political figure in in Pittsburgh. And uh, I was at the University of Pittsburgh and I mean, he would be an occasional lecturer there. So we got to, to know him because, and he was always uh, got attention because he was considered very famous. So, you know, uh, 10 years after, approximately 10 years after Kennedy was assassination, he with, I think about 12 other well-known, esteemed pathologists got together and to research all this. So the, they voted 11 to one, they, oh yeah, that was right. One shot, Oswald did it, and you know. And as time went on, more and more Americans became skeptical. And it turns out that the immediate things uh, are very often wrong. So why say when they say, "What do you think of this?" I want the off, aut- I want the autopsy, and I want to find out who really benefits. And if they say silly stuff I'm like, "Oh, oh, I, yeah." Uh, Putin was out walking a bit, he had his pistol, so he he did the job. He was responsible entirely. And uh, I I would have to see some evidence on that.
1: Yeah, there's a lot to unpack on this. First of all, in the West, uh, Alexei Navalny is presented as a very important dissident. He was the one challenging Putin to the presidency. He was about to supplant Putin and take over the country. Whereas in reality, in any election in Russia... His party got about 2% of the vote. So in Russia, uh, there's plenty of evidence that most people have never even heard of him. He's someone that the U.S. holds up as this great uh, alternative. The same thing that they did with Syria. If you remember when they wanted to overthrow Assad, they pretended that there was a group that was uh, going to take over. The same thing in Libya, uh, the same thing in Iraq. They've always put the puppets forward that haven't done much. So, But he's been in prison for a while. He was charged with corruption and extremism. And a lot of people, I don't know if our viewers may have seen it, but uh, not that we would support people being jailed for extremism, but in Russia, he said some things that are viewed as extreme against Muslims, and he's in jail for that, for part of it. But the, the idea, and you started out by saying this, Dr. Paul, uh, and we did this when Assad <coughs> was accused of gassing his own people, if you remember. Uh, And it was right when he had a couple of very important victories, and we were asking, well, why the heck would he do that? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, And so we don't know what happened uh, in Russia. We don't know if Putin did it. Like you say, maybe he was out with his gun and decided he was bored. But we do know enough to ask the question, why would he do it now? Just weeks before the Russian election, why would he shoot someone that the West considers his chief opponent? Um... Uh, A major victory in Ukraine over the weekend with the capture of Avdievka. A big, big turning point in the war. Um, I would say a massive PR boost from his interview with Tucker Carlson. And I think, I suspect that's what infuriated the West the most. The fact that Putin came off after a two-hour interview sounding kind of more reasonable than he was portrayed in the media. Whatever the case, a huge PR boost for Putin in the media. All of these things going in his favor going in the right direction and he decides to kill somebody who's in jail already for something like 25 years it makes no sense but of course it doesn't have to make sense in the US mainstream media and among our politicos we had Lindsey Graham trotting himself out there saying we need to put Russia on the terror sponsoring list I don't know who killed him but we need to put him on the list (laughs) and this is this is on and on and as you pointed out and it's u- being used big time as an excuse. we got to get this money to Ukraine. we got to get the money to Ukraine. As if somehow they're even remotely related. You,
0: sometimes it's all about oil. It's all about the money, yeah, too. Yeah, show me the money. You know, b- back to that uh, Cyril uh, Weck uh, interview that they, he participated in 10 years after Kennedy was shot. He... Uh, He did an investigation, and because of his reputation, they couldn't ignore him, even though they disagreed with him. So he was the first civilian to examine all the records from a scientific viewpoint. So all the evidence was turned over to him. And uh, what he proved is it was gone.
1: Everything was gone. (laughs) So
0: that that is something that, uh, you know, tyrants do. (laughs) So... uh, We'll have to see what happens, but uh, I'll tell you what uh, this uh, this whole this whole thing smells <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's very unpopular because uh, right but even, even though now it's getting you know the the way the people are lining up some of the some of the anti-Russian people aren't exactly saints. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're out there with their things to be. But uh, then again, uh, s- some of them are leaving. There was one congresswoman was leaving uh, uh, Biden yeah. because she was sick and tired of being sympathetic to Russia.
1: <laughs> well, one of the, uh, a lot of people are saying, well, how dare... Uh, Putin's government, how dare they seek to jail their political opposition? <laughs> you know, We would never do that, would we? Uh. But there's another uh, aspect to it I think that's very important, and a lot of people have pointed this out, including our good friends over at Zero Head. So put up that first clip. Now, this shouldn't be lost on anyone. The, the airwaves were blown up yesterday, about Navalny, all weekend, about Navalny's death. And again, we don't know what happened, but nevertheless, uh, here's their headline. Weeks after U.S. journalists dies in Ukrainian custody, Biden uses Navalny's death to push for more Russian war funding. Um, So, Aaron Matei, a friend of ours, an excellent investigative journalist, uh, he explains that despite news of Navalny's death in prison, driving world headlines and eliciting remembrances and comments from Western leaders, he was still largely unknown within Russian politics and society. He was a marginal figure in Russia, but nevertheless, He dominated the airwaves, dominated the airwaves. Well, how different it was just a couple of weeks ago when Gonzalo Lira, an American journalist in Ukraine, was tortured and died in a Ukrainian jail. The U.S. said nothing. The administration said nothing. Put on that second clip. Um, It remains that Gonzalo Lira's death on January 24th Following an eight month imprisonment on charges of justifying Russia's military actions in Ukraine is not useful to the Biden administration, writes Zero Hedge. Yet Biden, during his speech, was very quick to pivot from Navalny's plight to the need for Congress to push through his funding package for Ukraine. Now, next, I have an interesting chart, uh, and this came out yesterday. They compared the media coverage of the deaths of Gonzalo Lira, an American versus Navalny. And you look, CNN, zero mentions of Lira, 16 of Navalny. CBS News, zero Gonzalo Lira, an American, 17 Navalny. NBC News, zero, 17. Wall Street Journal, zero, seven. New York Post, one, six. Newsweek, one Lira, eight Navalny. New York Times, nothing, not a word was written about American Gonzalo Lira killed in a Ukrainian jail, but 22 mentions of Navalny, Washington Post, zero, keep it up please, I'm trying to read it, zero and 12, Bloomberg, zero and 14. So literally the entirety of the mainstream media and the entire political class completely ignored something we actually should have a say about, which is an American getting killed overseas to the people we give so much money to, totally ignored. But Navalny, we don't know the circumstances, flooded with it.
0: Well, this whole, this whole mess, if we had a proper foreign policy, we would be messed up in the yeah. middle of all this. Because uh, the question is about the money, and then who are the good guys, who are the bad guys. And, uh, you know, and then the, the people in this country who get have to pay the bills, which they don't realize, uh, are being taxed. To send out this money and who gets it oh should we give it uh, more to uh, more to russia or should we give more to the ukrainians yeah. oh russia's the enemy that's yeah, right the, you know the cold war is canceled so we have to we have to do it but it to me it's still all about them all about the money and uh and the, and the congress and all they have to decide who should get it should, who, you know the, the, the political thing in there Should we give it to Ukraine or should we think about protecting our borders? You know, that's a big political thing. And actually, there should not be much trouble. But the irony of all this is we don't have any money. (laughs) We have zero. We're fighting over something we don't have. And yet the people people will accept the monopoly money and play these games. And as long as there's a trust in that money. But how can they last trusting a system like this or... You know, the media is getting a, you know, getting into some difficulty, but they're really not. Be, I mean, this should destroy mainstream media. Yeah. yeah. So but that, that doesn't seem to happen. And uh, I think if if people people did concentrate on the right thing, you're arguing about who should get the money. Uh, should Ukraine get it or should we beef up our borders? Well, that shouldn't be too difficult. Yeah. But uh, even that would be uh, solved if we'd had a proper policy on the borders. I mean, how did it happen just a couple years ago? All of a sudden, a million people walked in. I I call it an invasion. So we have a right to be protected against an invasion.
1: Well, Tony Blinken, he was interviewed about the death of Navalny. He had a lot to say. Let's put on that uh, audio clip, the video clip. Now, don't start playing it quite yet because I want to read the caption if we can. This is a tweet by a... um, by a a, a Twitter account that does geopolitics. Um, DD Geopolitics said, funny how Blinken is more concerned about a Russian dying in a Russian prison than an American dying in a Ukrainian prison. Let's listen to what he has to say. We'll play the whole thing here. Fear of one man uh, only underscores the weakness and rot at the heart of the system that Putin has built. Russia's responsible for this We'll be talking to many other countries concerned about Alexei Navalny, uh, especially if these reports bear out to be true. Russia is responsible, but we don't know if the reports bear Wait out to Wait for the true. evidence. Yeah. No evidence. Yeah, exactly. Just so, control it. The- not a word about Gonzalo. Uh, and someone you might know did have a tweet that got a lot of attention, I have to say. I, I very rarely put my tweets up because they're a bit spicy for, uh, for this. But... Um, but so uh, it t- turns out, Dr. Paul, that Navalny's wife was at the Munich Security Conference over the weekend, giving a speech. And I said, What an amazing coincidence that Navalny's wife happened to be attending the Munich Security Conference this weekend, giving her a world stage just at the right moment. Wow. <laughs> so who knows? Could just be a big coincidence. Nevertheless. Yeah, we'll see what happens.
0: Time marches on, <laughs> and so do the wars.
1: I wanted to mention one thing, though. You know who else no one's talking about? is the treatment of another journalist called Julian Assange. Oh. No one talks about that. We do, and a few of our friends do. But here's something interesting about Navalny. So, actually put this next one out. Now, this is just from Wikipedia. This is uh, a normal entry about Navalny, and it said, at the same time, in 2005, Navalny started another youth social movement, named DA, Democratic Alternative. Now this ended up being a political party. This is his organization. So he started, according to uh, Wikipedia, he started Democratic Alternative. Well, here's one of the reasons maybe why they hate Assange so much, because go to the next clip. This is something that WikiLeaks released uh, way back before Assange was arrested. This is an embassy cable from the US Embassy in Moscow back to the main state in Washington DC in it is a guide to Russian political youth groups okay now this is the cable remember Navalny started Democratic alternative go to the next clip this is from that classified cable da Maria Gaidar daughter of Prime Minister Yegor Gaidar, leads Democratic alternative remember founded by Navalny She's ardent in her promotion of democracy, but realistic about the obstacles she faces. She said DAW is focused on nonpartisan activities. She has received funding from the National Endowment for Democracy, a fact she does not publicize for fear of appearing compromised by an American connection. Now, I would just put out, Dr. Paul, what if we started an American NGO that became a political party and they found out that we were funded by the Russian government, which is what Navalny's party was funded by the American government. I'm not saying anyone deserves to go to jail, but this is something that you won't hear talked about in the mainstream media, that he was funded by the U.S.
0: There seems to be some powerful forces (laughs) that are propagandizing against us, no doubt.
1: Absolutely. Well, let's move on uh, to the next topic because a little bit better news here. Uh, Our friends over at Responsible Statecraft, who often do some very good work, uh, they commissioned a poll. And it's very interesting. It's not good news for Biden. According to a new poll, nearly 70% of Americans want talks to end the war in Ukraine. Now go to the next one here. This tells you a little bit about it. It says roughly 70% of Americans want the Biden administration to push Ukraine toward negotiated peace with Russia as soon as possible. According to a new Harris poll, Quincy Institute poll, uh, the survey shows a nine-point jump in the poll from late 2022. In that poll, 57. So still the majority said they wanted. it. But now, seven out of 10 respondents to the poll say, Biden, you need to push Ukraine into talks to end this war.
0: Good luck, huh? Yeah, yeah. But- but if we weren't there, it would happen yeah, yeah. Mean, how, yeah. Did, how did they get into this mess? yeah it's because well it was because of our policy in NATO. but that's still very unpopular to say that in this country. you're unpatriotic. if you said we participated and NATO participated in the, in the precipitating this crush this crisis and uh, until people are willing to go down and get the information. yet they're still you know with these we get these polls, but then they, it took a long time, just how long, how long it take take people to wake up about the Kennedy assassination, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's, you know, he's writing everything on, we've got to give this money, we've got to give this money, we've got to give him the $60 billion. And in the meantime, his voting base is saying, no, we don't want to send the money. We're against sending the money. It's the same thing that he's doing with, uh, with Israel. He's giving them a blank check. And poll after poll shows Americans are sick of it. They don't want any more money. They don't want any more support to Israel in the majority. So uh, I don't know what his plans are for getting reelected. Maybe he'll kind of do the same thing he did last time, wink, wink. You know. But <laughs> it's just amazing how he he's, uh, seems incapable of reading his base. Well, who knows
0: what the real consequence is going to be. Maybe it's only speeding up good news in the end. Because maybe we will lose our stature where we can't pretend that we own the world. Yeah,
1: that would be something.
0: (laughs) But that's unpatriotic. (laughs) Don't deal in uh, accuracy in what's going on. Yeah. Well, the last thing we wanted to do, our
1: friend, a good friend of ours, Ray McGovern, who we we admire an enormous amount, very, very active. Talk about someone who's been on the scene for a long time. He was the CIA briefer to President Kennedy. You were talking about Kennedy today. He was Kennedy's briefer for the CIA and he's still active. He's a great anti-war voice. He's been arrested many, many times for challenging the neocons, uh, for not being quiet, refusing to shut up. Um, but he sent us an article, and i put that one up, that he authored for Consortium News, which is another website that I highly recommend. Throwing good money after bad in Ukraine, question uh, mark. Now, you'll find this on consortiumnews.com. It's a very good article. It's a good counter to the continuing Neocon articles and Neolib articles saying we've got to send them 60 billion. We sent them 100 billion, but they need another 60 billion. This is a very good argument against that.
0: I can't even imagine how fast they have to run those printing presses. (laughs) Don't they get mixed up at times? Yes, all the time. Nobody knows where the nobody counts it after it goes out the door.
1: (laughs) Uh. Well, here's a funny little tidbit before we close it down though. Even Politico, which is a pro-war voice, it's a pro-neocon foreign policy voice in DC, even Politico admits that this money is not going to change anything. But we still have to send it. Put these two clips up. This is from a Politico article. Many politicians and officials used the moment to press that Ukraine would lose the war without the 60 billion more in U.S. military aid currently awaiting a vote in the House. But they also sounded far from certain about what a victory might look like for Ukraine, even with the boost. Now go to the next one. Here's another clip. Many sidestepped the question of what a Ukrainian victory would look like or when it might happen. Senator Mark Warner, chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee, said the aid aid package would be a game-changer for Ukraine, but he declined to say that the support would ensure a Ukrainian triumph, simply stating that American assistance was Kiev's last best hope. So even the biggest cheerleaders for this money, Dr. Paul, have no idea and in fact are skeptical that it's going to do anything. So tell that to the taxpayer. See,
0: the way I understand that, it won't make any change in that area, but there will be consequences yeah. and there will be changes. I think the uh, American power uh, that they depend on that with the empire is going to be diminished. It already is. And also that... Uh, our national security is going to be, you know, more threatened. So there will be changes. There's always a cost. And uh, they work very, very hard. And people who have a lot of control, more power than just money. But if they have the power, they do get the money. And they'll do If they Fighting for it, they know there's a little contest. We have to do this and this. And it's sort of a big game. But once they're there, boy, they don't want to lose a penny. And they will do anything. To maintain that, that position that's why uh, if you look at the support for the various candidates it's uh, it's not done on issues it's done on who are you who's likely to win who, will you take care of me and will you help me get elected and all that cra- crime of these uh, crappy stuff
1: yeah absolutely well we'll see what happens we'll see what happens um, I'm going to close out our Monday show by thanking the audience once again and asking you again to please hit like and to follow the channel if you're not following it already try to get others to follow it as well we certainly appreciate
0: that helps us grow the channel Uh, and over to you dr paul very good i've made a point in this program that we want to know more have more information if we want to make a better decision on what to do of course it's easy to know what to do we ought to just mind our own business but if you are determined to give money out and you want to know what's going on, we, we need more information, and yet we don't have it. And the American people should demand that. I mean, how, how do you think, we went out of our minds over COVID. (laughs) It was disinformation, and yet the people who didn't want to go along with the people that were preaching the wrong type of science, they're the people who were the enemies of of, uh, medical care. So it's it's a a system that depends on telling the truth, and we lack that now, and people want to hear the truth. On long-term, they recognize it. On short-term, they're keeping their fingers crossed and maybe say, well, I know This program is not good, but if I can get that last check, <laughs> and I'll be okay. But it'll it'll end. There are some powers behind what the politicians do. The politicians become victimized, and then the people they rule over become their victims. And uh, you know this type of artificial evil prosperity that we circulate and use it for power doesn't last forever. It can last way too long and a lot of people die and suffer. But one of our goals is try to catch the trends. Are they doing this? Why are they doing it? Why do you have to do it? This is what happened. This is what happened in Vietnam. This is what happened in Korea. This is what happened in the Mideast Wars. And why do you keep doing it? And. Uh, and this is why it's wonderful to meet people like uh, Ray McGovern. Uh, to me, it was wonderful to meet the, uh, the, the pathologist that refused to buy into the pathology reports of the assassination of Kennedy. And yet, he was ignored for a long, long time. So tr- truth wins out in the end, but there's a lot of effort that uh, you have to put into it. And a lot of people suffer because they do that. And a lot of people, pretend they're suffering because they're telling the truth and that is not an easy job but that's all about human nature i do want to thank everybody for tuning in to the liberty report please come back soon